Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Hello, my name is Rob McFarlane and I'm the pastor of River Church. This is the third sermon in a three-part series. We are looking at the lives of three Bible characters, Moses, Joseph and Mary, and how they found favour with God. We'll learn life lessons from their example and discover how we can find favor with God in our lives. We should live with an appreciation for and anticipation of God's favor in our lives. Psalm 5 verse 12 says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Wherever we go and whatever we do, we should anticipate God's blessing and favor on our lives. Favor is approval, acceptance and kindness beyond the normal or expected. Favor is not asking God for favors, like saying, if you do me a favor, God, then I'll pay you back. Many people are not seeking favor with God but favors from God. Showing favoritism is also something that God does not do. He shows favor to individuals, but he is not partial or shows favoritism. In Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35, Peter, when he saw Cornelius and his household respond to the gospel, said, truly I understand God shows no partiality or favoritism. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. People from every nation and every person on the face of the earth has the potential to walk in God's favor if we do what's right and that which is acceptable to God. Today, we're going to look at how Mary found favor with God. And let's read Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, 
the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The angel Gabriel told Mary that she had found favor with God. We read this in verse 28 and verse 30. You have found favor with God, he said to Mary. Now we're going to look today at three things about Mary, the mother of Jesus, from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. And these three things also apply to us. Remember, Mary showed us by her example from her life how we too can walk in the favor of God. So number one, Mary knew that God could do what was impossible with man. In Luke chapter 1 verse 37, we read, For nothing will be impossible with God. There are many things that are impossible with man, but nothing is impossible for God. I like the way Jesus put it in Mark chapter 10 verse 27. He said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Today, as we face what is impossible, are we looking at those things through the eyes of man or are we seeing them from God's perspective? With man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. That person in your family who has not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, and it seems impossible. They're far from God. God can draw them to himself. The situation that you might be facing in your finances or regarding your future may seem impossible to you, but with God, all things are possible. We need to receive the impossible from God by faith. George Muller, who was a minister in Bristol in a previous generation, who built orphanages for children, said this, Faith does not operate in the realm of the possible. There is no glory for God in that which is humanly possible. Faith begins where man's power ends. Now let's remember, faith is an obedient response to what God has said. Faith grows and develops as we meditate or think about God's promises. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And our faith grows and develops as we take a hold of God's promises in an area that we are believing him for and we trust him for those things. Faith is not needed when you can see something. Faith is the unseen realities becoming physical realities. Faith is not something that you need for something that you have. 
Faith is something you need for something that you do not have, that you have not received yet. And we need to reach out by faith and take a hold of all that Jesus Christ has made possible for us. Mary could walk in God's favor because she knew from what the angel said that nothing was impossible for God. Let's trust him to intervene in the ordinary course of nature, to perform miracles, to move in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones, in the lives of our community, and to perform impossible things. Remember, with man, it's impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Number two, Mary took God at his word. We read in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Faith is taking God at his word, regardless of the circumstances, the logic or the experience. Mary said, How can this be, since I am a virgin? It didn't make sense. It didn't seem to to add up in her mind. She said, how can this be? And you know, God is not bothered by us asking genuine, sincere questions of him. But we need to take him at his word. We can contrast Mary with Zachariah. Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband, also had a visit from the angel Gabriel. But he chose not to believe what the angel had said. And as a result, he could not speak until the child was born. Mary, however, said, let it be to me according to your word. Let's be like Mary. Let's be childlike in our faith and take God at his word. Let's not be like Zechariah, who was a seasoned priest who, who, who spent his time serving God, where we become callous and, uh, and we, we almost disregard God's promises in our lives. Let's have childlike faith. Let's say, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Now, we know from Jesus' first miracle that Mary had a faith that endured she knew that if we just do what God says, things will begin to happen in our lives. His first miracle was at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. They had run out of wine. And Mary said to the servants, do whatever Jesus tells you. God wants us to have a simple faith, a simple faith that's based on relationship with him that we take him at his word and we say, let it be to me according to your word, that we will do whatever Jesus tells us to do, regardless of whether it makes sense to our human logic, reasoning or experience. As we read the Gospels, we'll see there are many times that Jesus told his disciples to do things that didn't seem to make sense. 
Yet when they obeyed him, when they had done what he had said, they began to see amazing things. For example, the great catch of fish, when the disciples were called to be fishers of men, Jesus said to them, cast your net out on the other side. It didn't make sense. It seemed illogical. Their experience was they fished at night and they didn't fish in the morning. It was inconvenient. They'd washed their nets. They were ready to pack up for the day. They'd fished all night and caught nothing. But because they did what he said, they got a net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. Let's be those who take him at his word with a simple faith like Mary had. And God can do incredible things in our lives. So, so far, we've seen that Mary knew that things that were impossible with man were possible with God. And we've seen that Mary took God at his word. And as a result, God began to do amazing things, that that which was conceived in her was of the Holy Spirit and would be great and God would be glorified and people would be drawn to God through Jesus Christ because of Mary's obedience. Number three, my final point. Mary understood that only with the Holy Spirit was it going to come to pass. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verse 34 and 35. In verse 34, she asks the question, how can this be? And verse 35, the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. There are times when we look at what God has promised us, when we look at what God wants to do through us, and we say, how can this be? And the answer is the Holy Spirit. There are things that only the Holy Spirit can do. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. When we minister in the name of Jesus, we don't do it in our own strength, but we do it under the power, inspired by, empowered by, the dynamite power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to his disciples, don't go out and start ministering until you've received power from on high. That was the baptism of the Holy Spirit that took them into a whole nother level of ministry. The same disciples who were hiding in the upper room burst out and proclaimed boldly the gospel. And thousands of people were added to the church. And God wants to do things in and through us under the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, we ask that you come upon us and you empower us and use us for God's purpose and for God's glory, that people may see Jesus and be drawn to him because of the things that you do in and through our lives. We want more of his power and more of his presence in our lives. When we witness to someone in the name of Jesus or tell them about God's goodness and love, we need to recognize that we do it in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. We share the gospel and it's the Holy Spirit's job 
to convict people of sin, righteousness, and judgment to come. Our job is to love people. God's job is to draw people to him. And the most loving thing that you can do for someone is to tell them how they can have a living relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus has wonderful things in store for us. He wants to use us like he ministered. He said, the works that you've seen me do, you can do also. And greater works than these, because I go to the Father. And if I don't go to the Father, we read about all of this in John chapter 14. If I, if I don't go to the Father, then the Holy Spirit doesn't come. But when he comes, he will empower you. He will teach you new things. He will lead you into all that God has for you. I love the way Jesus said there will be times when we don't know what to say. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit will give us the words to speak into those situations. Remember, it's not by might or by power. It's not by our intellect or our power of persuasion that's going to reach people for the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's by the Holy Spirit. Seeing the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives, seeing the power of the Holy Spirit flow through our lives to touch people in Jesus' name. So we've seen three things. First of all, we know Mary knew the things that were impossible with man were possible with God. Secondly, Mary understood that faith is taking God at his word. She said, let it be to me according to your word. The first miracle Jesus performed, she was integral in that whole miracle when she said, whatever he says to you, do it. And finally, Mary knew that it could only be accomplished through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Wonderful. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you that you sent your son Jesus so we can have a living relationship with you. We thank you for the example of Mary, who knew that that which was impossible with man was possible with God. And we today thank you that we can live a life that pleases you and we can attract your favor. We can find favor with you when we believe that you can do the impossible in our lives. We choose to take you at your word. Let it be to us according to your word. Holy Spirit, speak to us clearly what you want us to do. Show us in the Bible what we need to do just because you say so. Even though it doesn't make sense to our human logical experience, that when we take you at your word, you begin to move in our lives. We know that we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We ask for more of your presence and more of your power in our lives. We say, how can this be? The answer is always, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Holy Spirit, come upon us now. Touch us, use us, heal us, begin to flow through us. Show the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, and self-control through our lives. Heal and perform wondrous signs and miracles in the name of Jesus. 
through us, the body of Christ, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been great to spend time with you today. Thank you so much for joining us at River Church Online. If you're in our area, we invite you to join us for our in-person meetings at Roma Church. Please visit our website for more details. As we close, I would like to speak the blessing over you from Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you. God bless you. The best is yet to come. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.